0: This week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Heavy Play. If you're interested in getting some innovative curved sleeves, or even trying out their Equip mag system that connects your playmat, deck box, and dice box together with high-quality magnets, check out HeavyPlay.com. Use the code DARKDEPPS10 for 10% off your order. Again, thank you to our friends over at HeavyPlay.com. Enjoy the show. Thank you to our friends over at Magnolia Gaming, a leading supplier for all things TCG. If you're looking for a place to pick up cards for your next big event, or maybe you just want to do a draft with the new scent with your best friends, use magnoliagames.com to pick up everything you need from Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, Locana, and more. They have an excellent buy list to help you trade those extra modern cards for your first dual land, or maybe that old Angus McKenzie commander deck collecting dust can be traded in for the last cards you need for your collection. And be on the lookout for Magnolia Games at your next large regional event. Use our affiliate code to help support the Dark Depth podcast. Again, go to magnoliagames.com and tell them the Dark Depths podcast sent you. Alright, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Dark Depths podcast go to for the modern and legacy format. I'm one of your hosts, Billy Fincher, and with me, my good friend, the Baron of Tim Street himself, Alex Smith. How are you?
1: Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing okay, yeah. It's it's nice to have you on. I know it's been you were on I'm trying to think what episode that was, actually. It was, a, it was a while ago. Do you remember the last time you were on?
1: Oh my god, you're you're lore checking me immediately here. <laughs> um unex- it's it it was twenty Two, I think it's okay. it's definitely. I don't think I was on last year. It was definitely twenty-two, because I remember we talked about the Phillies being in the World Series. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's I been mean, a yeah. minute. Our hopes and yeah. dreams are, let's say, hopeful this year, but maybe not as optimistic. Yes, I think that's
0: a fair assessment. I think uh, Philly sports in general, we've had a lot of a lot of optimism and a lot of disappointment. So it's been very sad uh but uh no yeah i'm glad you're glad you're back it was good i know uh we talked about this last week but for listeners who might have missed this uh is alive and well he'll be back soon but he is going to be traveling all this month he actually just got back from hartford um and he's heading to denver this week i know you're actually heading to denver this week as well uh so he wanted some more time to test and you have time to step in so you're here with us
1: yeah happy to step in happy to be here it's it's funny actually. I I'm gonna be with Mapsin more this month than you are. So maybe yeah. a good break for you, and <laughs> no, maybe no, bad yeah. for me. But I I, I guess that's still uh, yet to be seen. No, it, it, excited to go to Denver. Excited to see Mapsin and obviously everybody from our local area for the event. It should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think Denver. From what I've heard, I've never actually been to Denver, but I've heard it's a really beautiful city. Uh, a lot of things to take in, uh, especially I guess if you're into The whole skiing, snowboarding uh, part of uh, winter, I think it has to be especially cool.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Knocking on wood here, we're supposed to get snow Saturday when we're there, but not a ton. So, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely would be cool to see the city with a little bit of winter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not trying to get stuck. (laughs)
0: You don't want to stay in
1: Denver for an extra week? Nah. No, no, that's okay. You should stay in Denver with Mapson for a week. Mm Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a lot. Uh, well, yeah,
0: well, I'm excited that you're going to be able to go to the RC. I still haven't gone to an RC. Like, as a competitor or just as a spectator, I have not been able to actually make it to an RC yet.
1: I was shocked about that. I, I know we, we um, and I'm sure we can end up maybe, like, touching on it briefly. We ended up talking about that a little bit when we were uh, pre-releasing this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I was shocked you haven't ended up experiencing it at all. I, I didn't think there was really anything out there... Uh, that I would say I've done in Magic and you haven't done in Magic yet. That seems bizarre to me. But yeah, it, it, excited to still go. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, I, for me personally, at least, I, I've talked about this like 40 episodes ago or whatever. Um, I, I just like feel like I don't have the time to devote to grinding out the RCQs as much as I would need to to actually convert. And if I don't put in enough time then it's like not worth putting in like three weekends of effort if I, I really need like five. I'd rather just like put in zero and, and and not have to, you know, never get there than put in six or seven or eight. I think uh, when I when we're still doing like the PPT I would usually queue on like the second or the third try, which is you know great depend you know, depending, right? Uh I just don't have, like, the time to, like, maybe get there on the second or third try. Like, I just – I'd rather just spend the weekend with the girls and whatnot, so. I got it.
1: Look, reasonable take. Listeners, what Billy is trying to say is he wants the big stomp. So that's when he's going to either A, win either a lucrative painting from a large online event, or B, just go to your local pre-release and just crush. Those are the two options. There's no middle mm -hmm. ground for Billy Lee Mitchell.
0: Mm Mm-mm. Nope. And that's honestly what it comes down to. At this point, I'm just like, I will go to Eternal Weekend. I'll go to uh, an SEG 10K or whatever, especially if it's in my neighborhood, which is going to be uh, for SEG Philadelphia, a.k.a. uh, (laughs) Valley Forge Casino. I love how they
1: still try to, like, get away with that.
0: Yeah, like, you're not—everybody knows, right? Like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't know, that's the problem. But, like, no one cares that it's in Valley Forge. Everyone actually likes that it's in Valley Forge. Just call it SCG Valley Forge. They should. And on with your life.
1: It's, you know what it reminds me of? And I know we're already getting on a tangent here, so this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, like, it's, uh, was it Magic, uh, or no, GP New York, and it was in Oaks, like the Oaks <laughs> Convention Center? It's like, uh, that, we're, we're, we're two hours uh, away from New York.
0: We had the, uh, no, it was SCG, it was GP New York, but it was New Jersey. Exactly in the Meadowlands, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was the
1: Meadowlands. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was it... awful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I and I love that. I love that spot. But like the number of people I heard who were like, "Oh yeah, I came out of town. I gotta, got a nice spot in the city." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I can't, I can't actually get to the venue from here." <laughs> it's like, Mm-mm. oh no, I'm sorry.
1: Mm-mm. Could not.
0: It's it's brutal. Okay. Well, um, I do want to make this. Uh, well, one about magic, but also two about uh, something that hopefully will be relevant. I know you're gonna—you're not qualified for the RC, but you're planning on jimming the RCQs, like the last chance RCQs while you're there. Um, so I think we need to bone up on what's going on in modern. It's—it's it's something, believe it or not, uh, we are a modern and legacy podcast, but we spend a lot of time talking about legacy just because uh, I'm slightly partial to it. Maps enough, partial to anything um 60 card related um and he'll go with me so uh i want to talk a little bit about what happened at hartford uh just because they had two large modern events that we can kind of dig into and hopefully get some kind of information get a little bit more up to date on the format before going and hopefully playing the arcy and crushing this weekend uh sound good
1: yeah sounds like a plan
0: cool uh, let's see. So, uh, for those who do not know, um, there were two large 10Ks uh, in Hartford, right? One on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, we'll start with the Saturday one, uh, which I-, I think, if you look at, like, the top, i top 16 decks, uh, there aren't a ton of surprises, but there are some things that I think are worth talking about. Uh, first off, shout out to uh, friend of the show, Michael Rap. Uh, normally, I think as of a shadow aficionado, but uh, ended up having a fantastic tournament with uh, Teamer Rhinos. So, shout out to Michael. Um, one of the things I thought that was kind of interesting, not about his list in particular, but something he actually said on Twitter about about this. Um, he was saying, you know, looking at other lists, other Teamer Rhino, uh, like you know, Teamer Rhino lists. Um, there are people who are playing, like, yeah, a, a subtlety, maybe two. Uh, he's like, I am playing four because I'm allowed to play four. I would play five if I could play five. Like, he's just saying it's probably the best, one of the best cards in modern right now. And the idea that people wouldn't willingly play four.
1: Yeah, definitely surprised to end up hearing that. I can already tell you just from whenever I've ended up playing um, this deck against or with subtlety is always kind of like stood out to me. Obviously, uh, I'm gonna end up leaning towards you know Michael here as far as just the magnitude of how good it is. I'm sure he's got way more reps than I would. But whenever I see a subtlety on the opposite side of the board, I'm generally just like, ah. So any card that does that, I'm like, it's gotta be good.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I like where Rhinos has kind of like positioned itself, where like you have the subtlety, you have the tide binder and you obviously still have the slew of instant speed spells so like i don't know if you're holding up a violent outburst or if you're just holding up a force negation is this going to be a dead gone or you're going to hit me with a flame of nore or i guess it could also just be a tide binder or a subtlety and that's like a really backbreaking uh thing to have to play around as the opponent
1: Mm-hmm. There, it, it's it's definitely very much so where they've got their whole utility belt of options listed there and i i do definitely love how i feel like the past couple of sets rhinos has just gotten more and more toys i love seeing tidebinder here it's that that card i know started off i think kind of like a little bit undervalued but i definitely think mm-hmm. as time has gone on here you know we're now a full set past when tidebinder ended up coming out i think everybody's kind of like realized just just how good that card can be, and it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Every time I know I see opponents like, look at it. They're like, wait, what, what, the, what can it target? Like, what abilities? Wait, so it's got creatures and planeswalkers, and then wait, and artifacts. Like, I, I, I feel like every time they just read the card, and it, they're just like, it does all of that. I feel like people often forget everything that it does. Yeah, and, you
0: know, I think one of the biggest things you're using to kind of fight Team of Rhinos, especially post-board, happens to be Chalice of the Void. It can fit in most decks pretty freely, I I guess, unless you're playing Rhinos or Living End yourself. Um, It it normally is a pretty free card for you to play in your sideboard. Um, So having a card that, you know, it happens to kill uh, Shieldred, great, but it also happens to kill Chalice of the Void, it happens to also, you know, draw you action in the mid-game, like, it's just so flexible. It, it's a really nice thing to be able to to, to kind of slot into your deck with a, a minimal
1: cost. Yeah, it, it just answers so many of the different things going on in Modern right now for the low, low cost of playing the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, one of the things about the Rhino List 2 that I had been interested in, and I'll, I'll just, like, say it like that, uh, were the copies of uh, the... I guess they're dual lands, but they're, like, the surveil lands. I don't know if they have, like, a cute name
1: yet. You, you, need, you need a snappy name for them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know yet. I, we can leave that up to Twitter. I trust them more so on those snappy naming conventions than I ever could try. But, yeah, definitely yeah. interesting Interesting seeing some of these kind of, like, pop up here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I didn't see any, any copies in Michael's list. Um, I, I, again, I believe with was rap on Twitter who had mentioned like I uh, probably adding one or two over um, a try land and a fetch or something like that um, I, I was I'm trying to remember who it was actually um, somebody in this event also had a, a very strong finish and played I think two I think two seems to be like the, the sweet spot um, I know uh, if I can pronounce the name uh, Neil I uh, mckissack uh in 12th i was playing hedge mage uh which was the uh the
1: blue green one
0: right blue green one yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that ends up being you know one or two of them it makes a lot of sense i mean especially in a deck like that that has selection but doesn't have necessarily a ton of action too like this ends up being i think a pretty nice free spell that's not obviously a spell
1: yeah I, I i think it makes sense you know especially for some of those decks that don't necessarily need to have like an action on turn one like you said you know it's it's really just determined you know it's like for some of them it's like i, I almost kind of see them are they taking place of like a trium right like are you going to end up being a deck like would you rather have like the triome for mana consistency and maybe cycle later or maybe you know you're just okay like tapping and having that little bit of you know uh just deck flexibility on surveilling so uh i'm I'm certainly not smart enough to be able to tell somebody for rhinos like what they should be doing, but definitely interesting to see that you know people are already trying it out.
0: yeah, and I, I think yeah, the surveillance lands seem to be like a good exchange for the cycling lands because obviously the triumphs are great just because they tap for three different colors. but like I don't know how often I'm cycling them and I'm happy <laughs> like there definitely are has been some spots I'm like, oh I might as well just get rid of this one but Usually if I'm scrying... If I'm paying three mana to, to cycle... Uh, you feel trium- bad. I, I feel awful. I am way behind in... I do use three mana on anything else, but here we are.
1: Yeah. I I really don't think, you know, it's what a deck like Rhinos would certainly want, but definitely definitely interesting to see that they're trying out, you know, the Surveil lands and everything in kind of like that space. Because, yeah, to, to your credit, whenever I've cycled a Triome, I've never felt like I'm... It's a winning proposition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, the one card in the sideboard that actually has been showing up a decent amount. I just, I personally have not seen it. Um, it's from Dominaria United, uh, Urtai Scorn. Uh, it is normally it's just a cancel, so one generic and double blue uh, counter target spell. But it does cost one blue less if an opponent casts two or more spells this turn. Uh, which, it seems like that's kind of filling that that role of the the mirror counterspell, right? Like, I don't have to worry about uh, playing, you know, focusing on Mystical Dispute. Obviously, the, um, Michael's still playing two uh, Mystical Disputes in the sideboard, but the Urtai Scorn ends up actually being pretty useful as a, you know, a hard counterspell that happens to, in some situations, just cost, like, mana-leak mana. Oh my gosh, yeah. Big fan of that. Um, so let's scroll down. We talked about Rhinos, I think, enough. Um, obviously, we do have a couple other lists. Merktide um, continues to do Murktide things. Uh, nothing super exciting there. Um, we are still seeing the readaptation of the scam list. Obviously, losing uh, Fury has changed what the deck is capable of. Uh, but I actually like the build of... The you know red black scam list post fury I think it's a, a very interesting take on the deck. Uh, it going from something that is very I, I don't want to say linear or has the ability to be exposed. I don't know how, what you want to say about it, but I like the idea that this deck is now a hard and fast mid range deck that has um, you know these additions like Bone Crusher Giant and you know, a Crocosa, a Shieldra, cards that weren't able to fit in the previous list because of uh, the addition of Fury.
1: Look, I <clears throat> obviously you know near and dear to my heart, R.I.P. Scam, Long Live Scam. Uh, you know, I pl- I was on that deck, uh, you know, for a while. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I totally understand why they ended up doing what they did here. Uh, I I actually do agree with you though. It's it's interesting and I think ultimately like good for the deck to kind of like hone in a little bit more on, I don't want to end up saying like just good card value, but that's kind of mm. basically what it's come down to. Like some of the newer cards, I know that it's obviously like transitioned in while like the Fury package has gone away, right? Like Molten Collapse, that card is sweet. I love seeing that card, you know? Mm. So I, I've I've seen a lot of lists where it's like some people are playing one. I know um, this uh, first list uh, that uh, Justin here ran, he, he ended up running two. And it's just, that card, every time I've seen it, I feel like it's just done everything you've ever wanted it to do, right? Like, you know, yeah. so it's it's definitely good to see that, you know, the list has still stuck around. Obviously, it's still viable. Um, there's no more, uh, I, I would say, the deck maybe lost a little bit of its namesake in griefing. Um, it, it's still there, right? You still can, yeah. just much less of a focus rather than always doing it. You know, it's just, it's an occasional option now, but to be fair, every deck kind of has, like, an occasional option to end up having, like, some disgusting turn one play nowadays.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, I think the, one of the issues, I'll say, you know, whatever, but I, one of the issues I had with the Scamblers before is that you really committed so hard to the, I'm going to kill you with this grief on turn one. It's like, yeah, but, like, what if you don't? Like what? What if I what uh, if you take the unholy heat? What if you take the lightning bolt and then I just like, lightning bolt you anyways? Like oh yeah, and then it, it, it's that's a hard thing to come back from. And the idea that you now have these these engines that can get card advantage by themselves that are still good in the late game. You don't have to play a bunch of these. I'm not dead after all. Some all that stuff. Uh, I I think it's a net positive.
1: It's similar now. I would almost say and. You know, obviously, we're gonna end up talking about Yogg. Like, it's not a full mm. like tool toolbox deck. Like, I would say kind of Yogg is more, right? Yeah. And even you know, more so like some of the Witcher's, the Cauldron decks, right? But mm. it, it it's kind of got that like similar like um, vein or type now, right? Where it's like, hey, they've got tools to work with they've got you know ways to end up punishing you the orcish bow masters the molten collapse hitting multiple things they still have value fable right like fable's still mm. hanging around and it turns out fable's just good still right It you don't have to fable a fury for it to be good fabling is just still good so it, it's it's definitely been interesting seeing how some of the other cards have like stepped in there like previously you know like some lists i know would toy with uh like maybe one sheldred right but i mm-hmm. definitely think sheldred's now kind of like taking much more of a uh, main focus i don't think i personally have seen a list out there not run at least one main deck now and normally too i feel like the card's just a house so yeah it's it's definitely been interesting to see some of those um coming across here you uh you, you want to keep going down this list here any anything else that really was popping out to you I know it's it's more the regular gang, right? You know we had yes. five color creativity, we had some Yawgmoth, we had Titan. Um, I thought it was very interesting in the eighth place deck personally, but you know um, if if you kind of wanted to speak a little bit more about Colgin, you probably are more aware of it than I am. But Man. I I definitely appreciate just still seeing it and up putting up results here. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, anti shout out to uh, Jack Hool. <laughs> who uh, listed their deck as Tenrak. Clearly not Tenrak, Jack. Come on. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, just like the Hardened Scales list. uh, You know, playing the, you know, Arcbound Ravager, playing your Zabaz, all that fun stuff. Um, I I still think Agatha's Soul Cauldron is probably one of the, I think, the most powerful artifact in Modern, which I don't know if that's a, a hot take with the One Ring existing, but... I think it's just the most powerful uh, card by itself. It obviously doesn't fit in every deck as much as the One Ring does, uh, but the things that I guess this, uh, Soul Caudron allows you to do are just unreasonable. Uh, it, it's a card that can very easily just win the game, the turn it comes down, and I think that's something that needs to be at least respected uh, by you know, opponents. Uh, I, I think this deck is, as far as like an aggressive deck, because, I mean, it is... Definitely not a control list. (laughs) definitely trying to be the beatdown. It has the same kind of effect, if you've ever played uh, in Vintage, that the Shops deck there has, where Mm -hmm. there are just some turns where, like, it's like, I don't know how I could possibly die from here. And then your opponent taps four mana, and you're like, I died from here. How did I die from here? Yeah, Uh, It's just, it's it's hard. And the fact that it can go in so many different ways, like, you know... uh, I've had boards before. I've played this deck a, a decent amount. And the boards I've had, it's like, well, I can kill you with an Ink Moth Nexus, or I can kill you with a Ravager, just like attacks, or I could put them on a Ballista and kill you there, or I could play the Soul Cauldron from my hand, and then I could just kill you with all of them. Or I can put the counters on the Ink Moth Nexus, and then after I exile my Walking Ballista, I can use that to shoot you with the Ink Moth Nexus, and it's just like, I've got one Lightning Bolt, dude. Like, let me. I. I don't know what to do, but, like, I'm going to die either way, just, like, get this game over with. Um, it is it is very tough to play, and I, I think if you're going to be, you know, obviously going to Denver, I think it's a good deck to have reps verse, just so you're not caught unaware uh, by a uh, patchwork automaton uh, that suddenly can uh, leap into the air and and strike you down. It's, it's, it's a good thing to definitely get reps with uh, it's just a hard deck to play otherwise. Uh, play against otherwise. Oh my gosh yeah
1: I, I'm mostly just grateful here for you know the fact that like some you know obviously like aggro deck ended up sneaking into this rhinos and grief world that uh, at least this top 8 certainly was so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of why I mostly ended up wanting to touch on it and, and to your credit too it's, it's just yeah look every time I've ever seen a cauldron resolve I'm just like I need to win now or I'm going to die now <laughs> So there's, there's never really been a middle ground as far as I've seen once that card end, uh, ends up hitting the board.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, there's so many cards that have, like, you know, creatures that have great activated abilities. Uh, you know, an, an opposing Yawgmoth, right, is a card that, like, I obviously don't want in your graveyard, but, like, I do not want that ability to somehow make it onto your uh, Hangerback Walker or something like that. Like, it's a lot of these things that are really scary when you start seeing them uh, popping up, and uh, I don't know, I I think that deck is very good, Um, and honestly, I think it's one, probably the best Urza Saga deck in the format Uh, it is a little tough with uh, Amulet Titan, which I think is probably the best performing list that plays Amulet Titan I I was just gonna
1: say, I think a co-host on the show may end up having hands with you about that on the best (laughs) Urza Saga deck Mm mhm well,
0: I, I think this is the deck that utilizes it best. I don't think it's the deck that abuses it the best. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it has happened in the history of the world, but I don't think I've ever lost to a construct token out of amulet. I, I just don't think that's that's how the games ever ever play out. Uh, it usually is the. Uh, this deck or like Hammer, I think, has a decent chance of killing me with a construct in, in
1: modern. That's fair. Whenever Mapson has been killing me with uh, Titan, it's normally because Urza Saga has gotten an amulet and then I take twenty four damage the next turn. So that's yeah. that's typically how it's utilized there. So that that's fair. It doesn't it still is appreciative for, you know, maybe a blocker or, you know, maybe some way to stabilize, but certainly its main focus isn't like, oh, I need to ramp up this this token.
0: Uh, did you see the the fourteenth place list? The uh,
1: Joshua Agresta. I did. I okay. I was gonna end up shouting out our Josh, who used to end up playing this list a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, for for those who haven't seen this yet. It is a four color Uh Just a, a deck we haven't seen a ton of recently. Uh, I think since uh, Fury ended up leaving the format, we still see a lot of the powerful things you know going on. Uh, here between Omnath, you have uh, Solitude still at the four copies of the One Ring. Uh, the big thing for me, if I were interested in playing this deck, uh, just the combination of delayed halfling into a uh, turn two to fairy or a uh, red and six, uncounterable. I think is fantastic. And honestly, even if I have to play, if I have to play the One Ring on turn three. Uh, through it delayed halfling oh shucks that's so good still (laughs) man
1: twist twist your arm huh if you have mm -hmm. to play the one ring you're like i guess look it's 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 thematic too i'll take that thematic right halfling Mm -hmm. with the one ring come on now we'll we'll, we'll take those when we can
0: yeah um yeah and there's this deck ends up having a lot of legendary spells i'm trying to think between uh, with the Planeswalkers and uh, Omnath, you've got a Nyssa Resurgent an- Animist, uh, the One Ring. Like You have a lot of things that are just, one, problematic for to play against, but also just really good. Yeah, I mean, just a number of legendary spells, um, and honestly, the fact that they come out a turn earlier and they're encounterable uh, definitely sets up some problems for you, especially in this format that has... You know, the uh, living end it has, rhinos, being able to just put down a turn two to fairy that they can't counter is really brutal.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and, you know, again, obviously, like you already called out, a victim of, uh, you know, that Fury hitting. You know, Fury ended up pulling a lot of weight here for a lot of those, like, decks that wanted to have some of those heavy-hitting plays by being able to discard it and clear the way here. So, I- interesting to see that the deck's kind of now taking shape of where it's, like, just fully committing, where it's like, hey, I'm still keeping my Haymakers. Um, I don't want you to counter them, though, so I'm just going to end up committing to that delayed half lane, And if it sticks around, you're in trouble. Uh,
0: it, it's definitely an unassuming card but like the number of times I've, I've lost to specifically that card because I can't counter the Renestix, I can't counter the Nyssa, I can't it's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna die here, that's fine, what am I gonna do um, definitely a, an interesting deck, and it's good to actually see this pop up, kind of like you mentioned before with Hardened Scales being in the format a, a truly an aggressive deck I feel like this deck ends up being on the other side and really slowing things down so it, it's kind of good to see that kind of uh, you know yin and yang.
1: Absolutely, I, I'm I'm still glad that the deck you know ended up being here. Like you said, I, in in my mind right now, uh, it's it's the Rhino, the grief, the you know Yog World, everything like that. So anybody that's trying to like punch through those layers, I'm happy to see them you know in the in the upper ends of these events. I was
0: I wanted to mention too, twentieth uh, place with the. Uh,
1: Scapeshift shift, list. I love it. I, I I did see that. I like look. I re, uh, I don't maybe maybe love strong. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I respect it. I'm not saying it. it's good. No. But <laughs> I respect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean it's you know, and for for those who haven't seen Scapeshift Shift in a while, um, the deck is not really surprising in what it's playing like you know they still have got the four dryads they've got the four scape shifts um the only i guess recent addition uh if you want to call it that is <laughs> i mean this list of playing four flames of an in the main deck uh that's that's basically it i don't think any other card has been printed
1: you know this year it's just just that fighting look out here fighting the good fight <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
0: I guess it it makes sense. So I, I guess you know, again, if we're looking at a place where everyone's doing mid rangey things, uh, I think this is a very good deck at kind of fighting that fight. So, sure, I guess this is your time. Scape shift crowd, rise up, ascend. Uh, but I, <laughs> it, it, scape shift continues to be a deck, and like again, the people who play Scapeshift, shift, they're all great. They're they're friendly. They got great smiles. Um, I've never been, <laughs> I've never really been impressed by Scape Shift. It's just, it's just not a deck that like I gravitate towards, and I'm not ever really afraid of. I'm more afraid of the pilot than I am the, the actual deck. And I, I think if you play this deck uh, very tightly, you can really get those edges that will convert into a win. It's just uh, it, this thing, this ain't my kind of deck. It it just feels like very weak in modern by 2024 standards
1: yeah i mean you know we we've already been through so many lists where it's like you know force of negation subtleties main deck disputes sideboard disputes it's just there's look again i i salute you i want you to keep fighting your good fight Mm -hmm. the fact that you know like your x2 at this event I, I think obviously speaks to the deck that it's obviously got it's got legs it can end up showing up. So yeah, yeah it's you know, there's there's still I, I think I've been hearing grumblings recently. Everybody does know the top three decks and everything, but you you, you can still kind of punch through with some of these like one and a halves and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like modern's still got some some room.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's the the format has and one of the things I really do enjoy about modern specifically i think legacy it's harder to crack through into that range of this is going to be a playable deck there's a lot of decks in modern that i'm just like i don't understand how people are still winning but like you go mill you you do your thing uh you have fun playing uh, humans like that's a sweet deck and i'm happy you're doing it um and again i don't know if it's the most powerful thing you could be doing but like it works and you know I'm happy to see Scape Shift, uh, which is a deck obviously with a, a historically a good uh, pedigree. It just not, uh, right now I'm not seeing
1: it, but yeah, still hanging around. I'll take it. Yeah. You um you still want to keep going down the first day event here, or do you want to switch over to to day two, the second 10K? I think the second 10K. I think
0: we're I think we've gone through. Um, I think the, the thing that kind of connects these, actually going from where we were to where we are, is uh, Kenton uh, Najdian uh, Navdian, uh, playing, and he actually played against our friend uh, Josh Floro. Shout out to listening. Um, I mean, you got rolled. I'm sorry. Actually, <laughs> I um, jeez, yeah. Um, Kenton <laughs> ended up like taking down, looks like the event, uh, but you know, went undefeated. Uh, in the Swiss and then drew round eight into top eight, um, play Mono White Hammer, uh, which is a deck that, again, I I think is probably underrepresented in terms of how good the deck has been. I I know we saw, uh, I believe Travis Brown, uh, doing really, really strong work with uh, Mono White Hammer over the past year, year and a half, two years. I feel like it's been a lifetime, um. The deck has not lost any steam at, you know, I think we've gotten a couple new cards in terms of uh, Surge of Salvation, which happens to be a very good main deck card just in general, but also uh, really brutal versus some decks. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have uh, Forge New, which I, I know is another card that continuous, continuously surprises me with how how good that card is actually going to be and how good it actually is in games. Um, yeah, I guess cheating on eight mana to put a, a Colossus Hammer on your creatures is pretty good. I guess, ah, three. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Ah. yeah. yeah.
1: Look, it's it, it makes a lot of sense to me, right? You know, we've talked about it. You know, I've, I've tried to tell you, I try to, you know, play some decks that are still good but may just kind of have been on a little bit of the downslope. I, mm-hmm. what I feel like it was still honestly what four five months ago maybe maybe a little longer when hammer was you know everybody's nemesis right everybody mm-hmm. had to have a plan for hammer and you know it's kind of it's in a little bit of a dip here but obviously you know this was a great event to kind of end up coming prepared spiking here I think esper sentinel is great right now you know mm-hmm. turns out uh people people don't people uh don't want to not play spells right yeah so they're you're just gonna be drawn a bunch of cards, right? So you're gonna end up getting your game plan together. You're gonna end up getting that one, two, maybe three extra cards, and you're gonna end up finding you know that extra piece you need. Because certainly, you know, in the deck, you're always finding the hammer. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. you don't you don't have enough ways to not find it. So yeah, yeah definitely definitely interesting to see it kind of end up spiking this event here. Still mm-hmm. still hanging on, still around. A couple of new toys. Definitely interested to. To see it kind of take this event.
0: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think the it's like underrated how good just like turn one ornithopter, turn one, uh, sagartizade, turn two hammer, hammer, you're dead. It's like, wait, what, what, what happened? Like I, we were just hanging out, we had a good time going, and now suddenly I'm dead. I don't no, know
1: who, nobody sees the second hammer. They just don't. No
0: and honestly, even if they only have one hammer, like, I'm not really equipped to deal with a 10-12. Like, that's not what my deck does, or... I just don't even know how I'm supposed to go about about fighting that after a certain point, outside of, like, a, a Fatal Push or, or something like that.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. It's... it's What are you, what are you gonna do? It's it's like uh, we were talking about earlier, you know, kind of just puts your opponents in that position of you either have it or you don't, right? So, mm-hmm. even if you don't have them right then and there, you're just... You're putting the ball in their court. It's like, hey, so are, are we going to the next game? Or?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get lunch. If you could just hurry
1: this up, this whole dying thing, I, would be my, ideal. My whole plan was we're winning in ten minutes here. You're the one stopping this. Yeah. I'm trying
0: to fit in a draft. That's all I want to do.
1: hmm um. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I know in second place more of the same stories here kind of with with rhinos and as as we can see previously, still keeping on the train of four subtleties. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely definitely coming into fruition there with subtlety being four of main. And then I I would even say, maybe not your main, but uh I, I'd say you're a representative. We got some shadow representation here. hmm Yeah, I am I
0: am part of the Shadow Cabal, so uh yeah it and it's actually interesting too. Um I'm so used to playing Grixis uh, Death Shadow, which is what Adam uh, Snook ended up getting third place with. Uh, you know, I think just the idea of playing, being able to play Ragavan, being able to play Dragon Rage Channeler, Orcish Bowmaster, you get Expressive Iteration still. I think there's a lot a lot there that I'm interested in. And especially with the format the way it is, like, I want to have something to, to fight versus Rhinos. And you happen to have Drown in the Lock, which happens to always counter a Crashing Footfalls. Like, that is... I think that's really nice, um, just as a, a fail safe. Um, I'm really interested by the fourth pl- playlist, uh, Harlan Fear playing uh, Rakdos Dust Shadow. Right, we're not playing any blue. Uh, this is just a very aggressive uh, red-black list, which is playing some cards that I haven't really seen in Modern yet.
1: Oh, this 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 was a list I know we had going around in uh, one of our chats earlier. Like, this is my jam this <laughs> this this is my bread and butter this is this is kind of like reminiscent to me when I used to play shadow like back in the day and I know I'm, I'm some some interesting choices in here so scourge right mm-hmm. you know how, how how do you feel about that I, I I feel like this was one of those initial cards people were like oh it's gonna it's gonna easily be an auto like slot in but then it kind of never really came to fruition but now now we're seeing two up here mm-hmm
0: yeah, uh, for those who don't remember Scourge of the Skyclaves, um, it's a star-star. A its power and toughness is equal to uh, the highest player's life total 20 minus the highest player's life total. So, like, you know, if you're at 16 and your opponent is at uh, 12, it's an 8-8. If your opponent um, ends up going and gaining a bunch of life and goes up to 19, then it's a 1-1. So it can be kind of... Uh, dynamic and what its power and toughness is, I, I think we are in a format, especially in modern, where it's so heavy on fetches that it, it typically ends up being like a two mana four four or something like that, uh, pretty pretty reliably. Um, I think it's it's obviously just a big beater, right? Like it is it is not a it's not better than Death Shadow. I think Death Shadow still ends up being the best just because you can control it really easily. Um, one of the reasons I actually played a, a red black list for a, a, a while, I'll say, but uh, one of the big things that kind of drew me away from that was just like I'm just going to get solitudeed and I'm going to lose two <laughs> death shadows and my scourge. Like I, I'm not coming back from that.
1: Oh, I was, I was going to say, I think we're going to be talking about the same thing in here. You know, you know what's uh, might be the answer to that problem, Billy? What? I, it's we just run an Inti. Right? Oh, we just run an Inti, yeah. We just, we just right. run an Inti. So for so for listeners, for those of you that don't know, this card was a house uh, in Limited. So I when I played it there, I kind of just knew, I'm like, this is going to see play somewhere in some list. So 1 in a red, 2-2, two, two, Legendary Creature, Human Knight. Whenever you attack, you may discard a card, when you do put a plus one plus one counter and target attacking creature, it gains trample. He, you know, int doesn't have to be atta- the one attacking. By the way, it's whenever no. you it's whenever you attack, right, that happens. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you discard, you you can end up exiling the top card of your library. You can play that card until your next turn. It's it's just the full package here, Billy. Right? You know, your your yeah. your your opponent's gaining some life. Okay, your Death Shadow's a little small. Well, guess what? Int's got you. He's, you know, he's been growing, he's been getting bigger, he's been filtering for you, digging mm. some cards. So, it, it it's trampling over, you know, some of those small grazers from certain decks, right? Mm. You know, it just can't be stopped. Inti's coming mm. for you.
0: And, like, the, the other, like, small synergies here, like, I think uh, Inti obviously is a new card Nudist Archetype, but also uh, Stalactite Stalker, which has been making a big wave in Legacy. You know, there is a um, a, a Tenver list, um, that they're calling it. Uh, it's like playing four Dragon Rage Channeler, four uh, uh, Stalact- Stalactite Stalker, and two uh, Delver Secrets, right, so t- uh, ten different one drops. Um, that deck has been really good in Legacy, something we can talk about next week, but the... And Stalker has been so good for me, I personally, um, just being able to play it in a deck that has, like, a with Bauble, uh, being able to cast that for free, discard that, the fact that a Fetchland will very easily get that, will, you know, will trigger the Descent and put a 1-1 counter on it. Um, this deck just happens to put in Street Wraith, which happens to be a discard, technically, right, Cycling, which shows you're discarding, that triggers Inti, uh... But also, it still is a permanent, so it still counts for a stalactite stalker. So, like, you could have a turn where you're just like, oh, I'm going to attack with my stalactite stalker, and I have my Intian play. I will discard this card. That will get me a next card, another card for next turn. I'm going to attack and put a 1-1 counter on my stalker, and then at the end of the turn, I'll put another 1-1 counter on my stalker. I've got a 3-3, and I have a free card, and I'm able to play next
1: turn. Like, come on, people. Like, this is this is a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It's 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 just a circle here, right? Everything mm-hmm. feeds everything, and it just, you know, it's you're you're feeding the beast here. And I I, lo- I love this list. This is the kind of thing that, you know, I I, I, I can't at you know just this first glance here see kind of like something where it's like it's just not focused on its game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like its whole main deck is just like I'm gonna end up getting that that early threat down. I've got some supporting characters here. And I can kind of end up just churning through here, slowly get... Not even slowly, right? You, you just even said that's a pretty that's a pretty quick turnaround there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cycle, shadow, exile, another card. My stalactite's getting bigger. Inti's going to be getting bigger. You know, you're getting in, cracking in with death shadows and scourges. Everybody's kind of like just getting bigger here all the time. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's very focused, but still just having a lot of that synergy just naturally from the cards.
0: Yeah, something you mentioned too, uh, which I think is kind of interesting, looking at the sideboard, um, some cards that I think that I've... Oh, one card that I've been really happy with, I think that's been really good, um, if you are a deck that just wants to have like a little bit of... a little extra something, right, uh, to get rid of uh, opposing rhinos or something like that, uh, Legion's End ends up being a pretty decent card. Uh, you know, if you want to you know, exile... All the opposing grinders you have to deal with Two mana, not not terrible Right, I think for this deck um, That's trying to, for the most part, tap out on its own turn I think that's fantastic uh, But the
1: sideboard copy of Talk about it I want you to talk about it
0: I want to talk about it I really do want to talk about it uh, If you haven't seen uh, Dreadmaw's Ire, Yes um, This is like I don't think I've ever played this in Limited Oh, I have have you? Oh yeah. Was it good? And limited?
1: Yeah. There, there was always like an artifact to like blow up in this format. So, okay. so, so, do you want to tell the listeners here <laughs> what we're dealing with? I yeah, love yeah. this. So,
0: it's a uh, one red. Mm-hmm. So just uh, one mana. Uh, it is an instant. Uh, until in end of turn, target attacking creature gets a plus two plus two, gains trample, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy target artifact that player controls. Mm-hmm. I. I'm okay with the artifact part, I think, is, can, can be cute. It's, right? like,
1: it's, it's relevant enough, yeah.
0: It's relevant enough. Like, it, it does blow up things. It's You're attacking anyways. And again, I like the idea, I'm going to be attacking you. Mm-hmm. This whole game, I'm going to punch you in the face. I love it. I, I love that. And the fact that you get plus two, plus two, and you get trample on your death shadow... Uh, which can very easily be blocked by an Ornithopter. Maybe it gets blocked by a by a, a lone expert sentinel. Why not? The fact that you're just like, Oh, I get plus two, plus two, and trample by the way, it's like, oh
1: You know oh. Y- you know who you know who always gets blocked too, Billy? Who? Ragavan.
0: Ragavan. Ragavan always gets Always
1: blocked. gets blocked. Right. And and you know who like yeah. just blocking Ragavan, normally good enough, but guess what? Our boys got That's trample. Right
0: got trampled yeah it gets, <laughs> it gets you out of a lot of like weird weird spots and again it's a thick it's a combat trick that i'm not really thinking of right they, like,
1: it's not one they never see it nobody ever expects the Dreadmaw's ire no not at all
0: <laughs> it, it's just it's one red
1: um it, again it
0: looks natural it makes sense to have up you know a, a blood crypt for Bolt. a post-combat right yeah. or whatever so like the idea of just being like, oh, this is a combat trick that's going to blow out your opponent. It's going to, uh, you know, eat their mana. It's going to kill that Colossus Hammer. It's going to um, destroy that, you know, Arcbound Ravager whatever it is. Like, I'm I'm on board with that. That sounds awesome to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that yeah, I'm definitely going to try this list. Have you you even gotten a chance to play it yet?
1: No. When it got sent over earlier, I I am not going to lie. I I do have it built out on Moto, so. Okay. And I am. I was previously considering three decks for Denver. This is now the sneaky fourth that has slowly become the underdog because I looked at this list and I'm like, hmm, I uh, I just happen to have all of these cards. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a, a list. If you, if you play that, let me know. I'm, I'm interested. I might try to play it myself this week. I've been playing so much Legacy, uh, so playing a little bit of Modern sounds like a. Um, especially if there's decks like that or also like the team of prowess list, which is, I think a deck that's kind of up both of our alleys too. Um, I, have really enjoyed playing that list. Uh, it, like a uh, fifth place, uh, in the hands of known as, uh, BCS, uh, eight nine 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 five. uh, Bailey, get, please get a, a name that is easy for me to remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean that is a a list that I'm very happy to see. I think that deck is is very cool. Um, I, I'm not sure if this is this is something I think if you're playing modern, like you get access to expressive iteration, you get access to uh, questing druid, which I think are probably the two best options for drawing cards in in modern outside of the one ring. So I'm I, I do like
1: this deck. Oh yeah. Always love to see Prowess popping up. I'm
0: not sure if there's anything else super super spicy that we need to touch on. I'm not sure if anything else uh, No keep it, your mind.
1: No, it it's still look, Rhinos is still around as you scroll through the page you can end up seeing like yeah. I, I, I think I saw it like even in this tournament, the Sunday and Saturday events, Rhinos is i think very much you know the one to to be after now i think it was 20 percent at least both days so Jeez. yeah nothing nothing too too shocked that i would say at least scrolling down the page here
0: no uh again shout out to our friend uh josh flora in uh 25th place here um and i see some other people that we that we know we don't have time to we don't have time to shout out everybody this is a, a podcast for goodness sake um but you know there definitely are some other other lists here that are you know kind of interesting but uh if i'm focusing on the rc right i'm trying to prepare mm-hmm. for this um tell me if i'm wrong is it is it rhinos empty space empty space other decks uh we'll yeah. say like yawgmoth uh I, I feel like Amulet. And then after that, it's just kind of stuff. I, I guess Murktide probably would be like number four. I, I don't think we saw a ton of Murktide in this.
1: There's like two uh, lists in the top yeah. 16 between either events for Murktide. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's just kind of like prevalent enough because Murktide just gets hated out by like the actual top. Yeah. So, yeah for, yeah, for listeners. And again. You know, I I get most of my information from you know a weekly podcast here. So if my information is mm-hmm. wrong, you can blame those hosts. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. I would see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I would agree though where it's it's rhinos, it's scam, it's yog. Then I I think it's a pretty hard line. Then you kind of get into your merc tides, and I will, uh, say um you've got you've got the goaded co-host with the deck, but I'd say Titan is still in that top five for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and then from there it's you know it, it, it's almost like one and a half, right? Like I'd say those are five are the ones and then it's like, yeah, can you scrap with them, right? The hardened scales and the four colors and you know uh, our, 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 our general death shadows and burn. But it, it's mm-hmm. certainly not not the massive representation those top five have. Like I, I think it's like a sheer cliff, right? Like the mm-hmm. top three, then a little bump and then it's, like, just looking down a looking down a cliff. Yeah, I think
0: it's... And, like, I think going into the event, like, again, you can play whatever you want, and I'll never know, but I think if you want to give yourself the best chance, there is this, like, pocket of decks that, like, you kind of have to pick from. Like, there is... I'm, I'm sure, and I, I say this, I'm sure the RC is going to end up having eight different lists. Murfolk is going to be, you know, blue-green, and somehow, like, blue-black merfolk is going to end up being, like, you know, one and two. I I'm always I always feel like whenever these RCs happen, I feel like an idiot, because I'm like, yeah, that's not a real deck. But it won, so it's real enough, but never play this list. Um, I I feel like there's going to be something like that, but, like, I, I really do think it's, if you have a serious desire to actually win, you, you have, like, five choices. You are more than welcome to pick any of those five, uh, but please leave... Leave the mills. Leave the scapeshifts. Uh, leave the humans. Leave uh, the modern goblins. Like that stuff isn't. That's not meant for here. We don't do that here.
1: I look, I, Billy. I get it. You can say, Alex, do not play Dredge. <laughs> you uh, look. I. I. I you, you. I get it. I'm being targeted, and that's fine. <sighs> so you know. You, I. I know you're looking out for the best in me. So I. Mm. I. I get it. I. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> it's just like well, was in like in general i
1: i think the deck it makes sense
0: why the deck would be good and i i just like in like looking at it i i don't think people are fighting they're not fighting graveyards as much as they used to they're fighting living end and that means they have chalice of the void they don't have the relic of as much as they used to they don't have the uh very macabre or anything like that. Like that's not just. That's just not what we're doing. Um, even the uh, surgical extractions, like kind of going through. I don't really see them anywhere.
1: Uh, I don't know if you've happened to. Oh no! Look, that's that's kind of part of the reason when I was originally playing on Moto. Like man, you know, there's it really kind of has just dropped off because you remember, like in Scams' heyday, everybody's mm-hmm. four of ley line, right? The mirrors everywhere. It, it's just. You know, you, you were getting hated out just main deck because everybody was mm. trying to deal with Scam. So I was like, yeah. ah, like, you know, and I, I won't go off on the tangent too long, but of course I'm like, it's always in the back of my brain. I'm like, maybe I can dredge. Maybe I can pretend yeah. to play Magic but not actually play Magic, right? Mm. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it's just, it's not, trust me, I, I very much got humbled after a couple of good strings where it's like, yeah, apparently Rhinos is pretty good. Yeah. Amulet playing... is pretty good. So yeah. And they play know. Endurance, which is, like, the brutal part. Oh, yeah. You just... You, you, you get crushed. You, mm-hmm. You're... It, it does the classic thing, right? Dredge beats the fair decks, right? And then those other mm-hmm. decks that just are, you know, Rhinos is doing unfair things, Titans doing unfair things. Anything that's doing something unfair, it's still just, you know, it's it's just not there, at least currently. So, yeah. Un- un- understandable. I, I think... Uh, I I think Mapson knows my brain well enough to have preemptively sent me this Rakdos list. That I'm mm-hmm. I'm currently leaning towards that. I'm gonna try to get some reps in with that. And then if I don't do that, we'll we'll see what ends up happening here. I don't want to be the Rhino guy. I just I I don't have it in my blood to be the actual like bad bad guy. So mm-hmm. but we'll see. Maybe I'll end up defaulting because I know so many people that we're going with. Are gonna end up, yeah. I think, just being on like rhinos or or yawg here, but we'll we'll see. Certainly, looking forward to the weekend. It should be, you know, not just a good event, good experience. All, like you called out earlier in the show, always great to just go out to, go out to the city, and hey, can't be a bad weekend playing Magic. No, yeah,
0: and I, you know, assuming you're not at, well, is it is it Skyline Chili? What's the what's the
1: big place that people like to eat in in Colorado? I, I think it is. I don't know how, and Coloradans, forgive me here, I don't know how you got known for chili. I Like, it's, yeah. it's just, it seems bizarre to me. I mean, and forgive me now, it's like, uh, obviously, maybe that was just in a bygone era. Now Denver is known for uh, a very different thing, <laughs> I would say. Don't mm-hmm. um, so, call the mile-high city for nothing. Not for nothing, man, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it should it should be fun though. Like I said, I I'd like a little bit of winter maybe, just so I can say I got to see the city and you know it's it's natural state, but hopefully yeah. hopefully avoid the worst of it. Mm-hmm. I was to say you you do
0: ski right or you snowboard?
1: I ski, yeah I, ski? I, okay. I, I I ski. You know my 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 uh my mother she ended up growing up by the mountains by us here, so okay. you know that was one of those first things she was like I'm obligated. You know, after you can end up walking, it's like, yep, you gotta, you gotta throw on some skis. So mm-hmm. she, she fulfilled that obligation. She, we, we did it for a couple of years, and then she's like, look, you, you know, I, I, did my parents proud. So you're gonna have to do it once you, once you have your own. You just keep it, mm-hmm. keep it going down the line. Keep going, yeah. Mhm.
0: Uh, okay. Well, we should probably start wrapping up. Uh, good luck this weekend. I hope um, the last chance RCQ and goes well for you and you have a good performance in the RC as well. That'd be, that'd be fantastic to talk to you about next week.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it. Definitely. I'll end up keeping you posted. I'll come back with a report. I promise not to spoil your other co-hosts actions here. I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave him, you know, talking about that. Uh, if anything, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll judge the rest of his takes for the weekend. I won't judge his magic play. I'll let you know how, how else everything else goes. So nice. it it, sh- it should be fun. We got a good we got a good group. It'll be a good event.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so wrap up. I know it's been a while for you, so I'll I'll lead you through this. Uh, Alex, where can people find
1: you? Ooh, so uh, <laughs> for me right now, I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm taking a little bit of a break. I'm uh-huh. I'm a I'm a Twitterless Andy right now. So Ooh. you 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 know where you can find me though for the next couple of weeks. Hmm. Dark Depths podcast. Dark Death Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in. Tune Mm -hmm. in, and for the next couple of weeks, you'll be able to find me. Uh,
0: If you want to find me, uh, I am at Bandit on Twitter. Uh, Obviously, you can find us at Depth underscore podcast on Twitter as well, and we've got links to all of the cool stuff that we do, uh, including our sponsors, Heavy Play and Magnolia Games. Uh, shout, uh, Shout out to both of them. Fantastic places to... Get protect uh, things to protect your cards. Uh, I showed uh, Alex the uh, the playmat uh, this weekend and also the uh, Magnetic Dice Box Max, which I've been... I think they're both fantastic. I think they're really cool. Um, very strong magnets. So it's,
1: it's crazy. Oh my gosh, it was so cool actually getting to see them. It's like the quality of it just seems insane, and it's the convenience of actually just wrapping it up and folding it, and it fits in the bag. I, I, I you know, it's not, it's not just uh, the sponsor. It seems really cool. Yeah. The uh, shout out to them, and
0: of course Magnolia Games. If you're trying to uh, pick up a new product, if you want to trade into some new cards for. Uh, modern coming up in the next couple weeks or maybe you want to pick up some things for uh, edh maybe you want to pick up some things for legacy Uh, they have a really good selection of things and they also have a fantastic buy list that allows you to trade into those larger uh, marquee items so definitely check out magnolia games Um, we have a uh, code for them so if you want to check if you check out their store get something uh, put in the code just so and if you are getting something from Heavy Play, uh, we can use uh, Dark Depth 10 uh, to get 10% off your order as well. Again, uh, both things support us, so definitely check them out at least. All right, uh, with that,
1: uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, of course. Excited for it. I'll come back with the full
2: report. Uh, Looking forward to it soon. All right, I'll see you. See ya. Gavin yeah, my taps for green, the scene sees reclaimer. Uh, Untaps like a flagstone, go seek the planes. then tutor up the stage to so pull out your like Darkness podcast starring Billy Mitchell and Michael in on the microphone. Dripping in Mox diamonds, the collector of curtains up on act one of this magic show. Setting a forest so dense it looks decomposed. With relic every nights crush against death's shadow. On the legendary lake covered in ice and snow. Underneath the surface lurks a lonely evil. An avatar so dark it could cause a... Upheaval. The night lunges forward going for the kill But death shadows too tricky it just won't sit still It's stubborn denials can a stack so thick The bazooka bug emerges with Gurmag's angling the night takes a swing at the zombie fishes but falls submerged for such a distance Forsaken in the haze of the street rape's fringes Who want to suffer out? they don't seek forgiveness Her final breath draws a deafening silence A sound so sinister no one could describe it It's like the subtle cracking of a turtle shell Or the surgical extraction of emerging hell The shards of ice feel a force of vigor The looming fear releases growing bigger and bigger Until a demon's fingers linger toward the shadow of death An all-consuming hush the land goes swept, the night washes up, frozen on the ice. Red Arbors thaw her out in the green sun's light. An expedition map suddenly unfurls, revealing Merit Lage has rearranged the world.